life in the land of the ice and snow. My name is Heather and my guest today is Laura from the Isle of Man. Hello, Laura. Hello. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you so much for being on. Uh, just to start off with, I usually ask people how long they've been in Sweden. So we'll start there, but I have a ton of questions about the Isle of Man. But let's get with when you came to Sweden. Yeah, um, it was actually almost four years ago, exactly. It'll be four years in May. Um, yeah, so yeah, closing in on uh, the golden five years. I know, that's what they say. They say you got to give it five years, and that's usually when you decide, okay, I'm going to stay, or nah, let's move on to the next thing. Yeah, exactly. I actually think I'm in a position, I, I pretty recently made the decision that I'm, I'm going to stay. This is this is my home now. So So what brought you to Sweden in the first place? Um, a mixture of things. So uh, originally, I'm from Ireland, uh, but I was brought up in the Isle of Man. I lived there for a very long time. I spent some time working in London uh, and following that I moved back to the Isle of Man. And being in tech, I found there wasn't as many kind of diverse opportunities to do something new. And I kind of felt a desire to move probably to somewhere in Europe. And based on kind of experience with holidays and friends that I have around the world, um, Northern Europe seemed like a good idea. And when I was younger, I actually used to come to Sweden fairly often with my family on holiday. So yeah, I was looking at Scandinavia and of course researching, you know, tech companies and not native speaker companies and stuff like that. Uh, Stockholm was a pretty obvious choice. Uh, so I started applying for jobs and I got one. So then I moved. So yeah, it was it was mainly like career mo motivation, but also like a desire just to experience something new and kind of be part of a culture that felt more at home for me, like a lot more comfortable here than I do in the UK, for example. That's interesting. Is that like something that's come since you've been here or did you just immediately not feel at home where you were? Yeah, I feel it's a good question. I, I think it's a mixture. I think I've always kind of not necessarily felt 100% myself back home um, for, I don't know, like a mixture of reasons, like music, for example, I'm into very alternative music and the scene isn't so big back in the UK or back on the Isle of Man, for example. And although like, you know, I have a really tight friend circle and a really tight support network back on the Isle of Man, there was always this part of the culture that was like, it, I don't know, it didn't quite resonate with me. And when I first moved to Stockholm, I realized like, oh, like culturally, like A, it's like a lot more diverse here, which I really enjoy. Um, unfortunately, the Isle of Man being quite small, it's, it's not as diverse a community uh, as you can probably imagine. So yeah, that's something that like was a big, big driver for me. And also like there's, there's this thing with Swedish culture, especially like that's, I come from a place where it's like a small town kind of mindset, like everyone knows everyone, but that means also everyone knows everyone's business and uh, you know how it is. And, and while that's very adorable and I, I have a place in my heart for that, I think Stockholm is very much the opposite of that and people... When they want to keep themselves to themselves, they do. But when they want to chat and when they want to make friends, they do. And it's that kind of very direct approach that I appreciate. So it was almost instantaneous for me when I moved here that I, I didn't feel lonely. I felt like I belonged here. 
So that was nice. That's wonderful, really. Did you already have friends here? Because I know for me, it, it took quite a while for me to feel at home because I didn't really know anyone. Yeah, I did. Actually, I knew a few people here. There's actually um, a guy I used to go to school with lives here with his wife. So that was really helpful. Um, we hung out a lot when I first moved here. It was kind of nice. I knew a couple other people. We hung out a lot. But also for me, the company that I joined is extremely global. So there's a lot of people from all over the world who have relocated to Stockholm. So that made it a lot easier in terms of like my colleagues became my friends and then their friends groups became my friends and it kind of evolved and evolved and eventually it just kind of ended up that I, I can carve my own path and figure things out pretty easily. So I, I think very much the company I've been working for has helped me. I think I probably would have felt a little bit different about that if it was a smaller company, for example. So we have to cover the Isle of Man. I am so fascinated by this. We will also cover your music as well. So I became aware of you because you were on my husband's podcast, Blåmåndag, which is about synth music, usually in Swedish, but I think your episode is going to be in English. So I'm excited about that. It's always fun when there's an English episode because then I can share it with some of my friends back in the States. Anyway, after you recorded a podcast with him, he came home and just wanted to tell me everything about the Isle of Man and <laughs> what a strange place it is. And he's like, you gotta have her on your podcast because this is just amazing. I never knew all this. And of course, I didn't know anything about the Isle of Man either. I think what's very interesting is that it is not part of the United Kingdom. Yep. It's self-governing. You're under the British office but the island makes its own laws and you have your own money too yeah kind of so it's it's a lot of weird kind of um so yes it's not part of the uk but it is part of the british islands uh, which is part of the greater islands of britain what that means is that the island is a crown dependency so for example if someone from the island man wants to join the army they will join the british army not the isle of man army for example, um, because they're under the Queen. However, it is its own independent parliament. It's actually the longest continually running in a democratic parliament, like the oldest. It's superseded by Iceland. However, Iceland had a break in democracy, which means the Isle of Man's actually upheld like a longer continual democracy, which is super interesting. Um, that democracy was set up by the Vikings. The Isle of Man was very much subjected to the raids from the Scandic region. So um, we have a lot to thank uh, Scandinavia for. And maybe that's why you felt more at home when you wanted to move and you thought, hmm, Scandinavia, it's, you know, it's, it's somewhere you had the feeling of it already. Yeah, I guess it was embedded into my, <laughs> into my way of being. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's an interesting place. Like it has a lot of history. It's been subject to, you know, the British government or like the former ancient royals of England, if you like, kind of fighting over it. The Alaman has been sold at one point, I think. Um, yeah, there's a lot of like very interesting nuances to the history of the place. It's, uh, it makes it pretty fascinating to talk about. I was, yeah, I was trying to look up a lot of information about it. It looks like your your high temperatures are about uh, like 18 in the summer. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking, well, Sweden isn't so bad for you. 
No, not at all. Although I'm, I'm getting, finally getting acclimatized. And last summer in Sweden, I was I like, I couldn't cope. It was so warm. Like the last two summers, I think, have been super, super hot. Yeah, I can't cope. <laughs> That's true. And that is more unusual. I guess we're just going that way. Yeah, but winter is fine, on the other hand, especially in Stockholm. It's pretty, pretty normal temperatures here. Well, I had um, a couple of other interesting tidbits about the island. Uh, it's the birthplace of the uh, Bee Gees, the, the Beachy Brothers. Yes, it is. It's one of our claims to fame. Also, um, if you've ever seen The Lord of the Rings, I can't remember the name of the character, but the guy that plays the, um, the dwarf, the long red hair, He's from the Isle of Man or he lives on the Isle of Man, I think. Yes, I know. I, I don't know the actor's name, but I know the character. Yeah, it's super random. <laughs> and then another interesting thing is I kept seeing that it, it's been called the Isle of Manx or there's like the people are called Manx. Yeah. And all, all I could think of was the Manx cat. And then I looked it up and found out, oh, that that's where they come from. <laughs> it is. Yes. Right. So the Manx cats without the tails. I thought that was very interesting. But you have a cat and it's not a Manx cat, is it? She's not. No, she's, uh, she's Swedish and her father is uh, from Venezuela. <laughs> Adopted her from a former colleague. She speaks very good Spanish. <laughs> international work and international home. with. <laughs> So my project at the moment is called Leave Murder, and it's spelled a bit weird, um, kind of on purpose. <laughs> it's a bit uh, more Norwegian spelling than Swedish. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not really, I guess it's not really a word, but <laughs> it, it looked cool at the times. Um, and it is just me. Yeah, it's a solo project. I basically play the synth or quite a few synths and sing. Ish. <laughs> but at the moment, I'm actually doing a lot more collaborations because I got a little tired of working alone. So um, now I'm doing a few more tracks with other artists. So basically, artists will send me stems of their tracks and then I will add my stuff and send my stems back. And yeah, it's a lot of back and forth, a lot of file transfers, um, but it's working pretty well, actually. We're, in, we're living in this super connected world where we can be highly creative and yeah, potentially never meet the people we're working with. But it's it, there's something nice about that, I think. I think so, too, because it opens up so many possibilities. You can basically work with anyone around the world if they're willing. I think we're going to get some really great collaborations out of that, just that we don't have being there as an obstacle anymore. So that's pretty cool. Well, I was listening um, to your album on Spotify. Which one was I listening to? I would say it's dark. <laughs> yeah so the most recent album would be wasteland um which has a very dark cover yeah yeah <laughs> yes and i listened to it during lunch and a little bit after and i loved it it is like very it's very spooky and very dark sounding it reminds me a lot of twin peaks i think it would go well awesome oh that's the best feedback ever <laughs> thank you <laughs> i was thinking oh she should submit this to david lynch oh that would be the dream i would i would melt <laughs> you should try hey with the internet you know just like i said you can collaborate with anybody <laughs> but i was also listening and thinking 
I'm so glad I'm listening to this at lunchtime because I don't think I could listen to this if I was by myself at night. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a, it's pretty dark, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's beautiful music. I really like it. So when you, when you did move to Sweden, what was the reaction of your family and friends? So my friends, I think we were pretty sad. We had a lot of parties. There was a lot of crying, um, but we've stayed in touch. Of course, we had the internet. Um, my family were really happy. So my family actually lived back in Ireland. My parents and my sister are all back there. Um, so I was actually on my own in the Isle of Man. So yeah, I mean, they have strong connections with Sweden from us spending time here when I was younger. Um, they like this country. It's very safe and um yeah, it's it's just a nice place to be. So I think my family were very, very happy. And it gives them a good excuse to come on holiday here as well. <laughs> Did you remember anything from going on holiday when you were younger? I saw my first live hedgehog in Sweden. Well, so did I, I guess, when I moved here, but I was a lot older. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't remember. I must have been like four. I just have this memory of this hedgehog crawling out from beneath some leaves in the forest. Oh, that's so nice. So when you guys would come here when you were young, did you go to Stockholm? Did you go all around Sweden? Was it like a kind of summer traveling around kind of thing? Uh, no, so it was just outside of Norrköping. Um, my parents have family friends living there. Um, so we, I can't remember that. I think it was Åby, uh, the place. So yeah, it's just a little north of Norrköping, I think, or Linköping, one of the Sherpings. And there was a cabin there, like a summer house that we spent time in. I, we didn't really come to any of the cities. We didn't go to Stockholm or Malmö or Gothenburg, for example. I assume we flew there, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, I was pretty young, so yeah. Did you notice when you came here any like cultural difficulties? Or I, I mean, you've mentioned before how you kind of like how how the people act here. You know, if they want to keep to their own business, they keep to their own business, and when they're ready to talk, they talk. <laughs> But uh, did you have any other difficulties with the language? Yeah, language has been pretty fine. Um, I'm a, I procrastinate a lot. Um, but other than that, I think it's reasonable to learn structurally. Um, what I did find difficulties and I still do find difficulties with now is uh, like I can be a very direct, brash person uh, coming from like a Northern Irish family and that sort of thing. Um, I find uh, in Sweden, it's an extremely polite place, but sometimes that can be a bit frustrating for me. I'm like, can you make a decision like a little quicker? Like I, I get quite impatient with it sometimes. And that's probably something I need to reflect on on me. Um, I don't think it's like an unhealthy thing, but it is one thing I struggle with a lot. <laughs> it's not just you. I've had the same complaint from a lot of people, especially when it comes to uh, the, the amount of office meetings and that nobody can make a decision until you've had like 12 meetings or something. And oh, no, but we all have to agree on this. And then just the um, they don't want any conflict. So it is funny because it's really funny to watch how Swedish people react to people who are generally like from Eastern European countries who are very direct. And uh, it's funny, some of them love it. You know, whenever you get a doctor from Eastern Europe and my husband will say, man, I like that doctor. They're direct. They, <laughs> they don't dance around. They tell you how it is. <laughs> 
I think it says a lot for me that uh, like my best friend here in Sweden uh, is Polish. <laughs> I think we have a lot in common, like an Irish woman and a Polish woman. Like there's there's a reason for that, I think. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to take any crap from anybody. You're going to say how you feel. Yeah, exactly. We always like to talk about food on this podcast. <laughs> I love food. That's a good thing to talk about. So what have you discovered anything new that you hadn't had before that you like or that you hate? I have a severe addiction to knäcke bread and I'm also gluten intolerant. So yeah, <laughs> um, that's something that didn't really exist so much. I mean, we had stuff that was similar, but yeah, it's it wasn't as widely used, I guess. Mm hmm. That and also like sil, like sienapsil and stuff. Like, I love that. I'd never tried it before. And yeah, now when midsummer comes around, I'm like, yep, give it all. Give me the knäcke bread and the sil. I'll have all of it. It's going to be great. <laughs> I just discovered after 20 years here, I've just discovered these. Um, they're just these cheddar cheese things. God, they're probably not even Swedish. They come in these little round wax things in their different colors the the larger ones though not the little ones with the cows <laughs> but they're a little larger and we got one for easter and unfortunately now i've started to become addicted to them and so unhealthy because i had such an issue with cheese in the states <laughs> i had cheese everywhere and i finally kind of got off the cheese thing and now i've been introduced to this wonderful cheddar cheese they have here i should not have been introduced to that it's too too good that's one thing i miss though is like i i like swedish cheese I, i find it very palatable but i do miss a good mature cheddar so i was a vegetarian until very recently and then i started eating bacon again <laughs> that's that's your gateway right there <laughs> yeah bacon is my gateway drug <laughs> It's so good. But the fact that you can't get unsmoked bacon here really is that that's a little that's a frustration for me. Yeah, I can't find unsmoked it and smoked bacon. Yeah. If you find any, please let me know. I'm I'm almost in de desperation. <laughs> One thing I was going to say I do really like about Sweden and Stockholm especially is if you have allergies or if you're vegan or if you have like um, like different needs with food, It's so well catered for here. Like even when I was living in London, you would never get that. It's super, super hard to find like, you know, low carb stuff or gluten free stuff or yeah, vegan friendly. Really? Yeah. And here it's just, it's like normal, which I really, really appreciate. Yeah, it's great because I, I have a lot of friends that'll be a vegetarian or vegan or gluten intolerant. And we have such a wide range of places to choose from if we want to go out to eat. Do you have any favorite restaurants? Mm, what a question. Uh, ooh, so many. Um, so I really love pizza and I recently discovered Meno Male. Yes. Yeah, it's so good. Those pizzas are amazing. Oh. I also really love Indian food and they have a place called the South Indian and they have a really nice menu. Yeah. South Indian. I have to look that up. I haven't heard of that. It's like it's it's not the normal curry house where you just get like a korma or a tikka, et cetera, et cetera. It's like it's a little different. I really love that place. And also, oh, God, I've got so many favorite restaurants in this town. 
I mean, meatballs um, down by Meris, that's great as well. That uh, meatballs for the people or? Yes. Yeah, that's that's a good one. I haven't been there yet. I heard that that's good. It's really good. And the, the staff there are super cozy and friendly. I really enjoy it. Uh, oh, and also Geronimo's, of course. Like that's probably number one. I love that place. It's so good. Right. You know, I've only been once. It's it's the one in Gamlestan, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I went there because the menu said that they had like Tex-Mex type food so I had to go check it out now I can't remember what I got but I remember I don't think it was quite like like I was expecting but it was very very good then that was a check mark on my list like yes I can eat here yeah and it's like the portion sizes are huge I love it <laughs> I, I'm not going to keep you too long because I always make the mistake of doing this stuff before dinner but uh, what I'm trying to do because everything is so blah right now is I'm trying to come up with like good news stories around um Sweden and Stockholm and so my my good news story that I did have to look very hard for because there's not much but <laughs> There's that five new bear cubs were born at Skansen. So that was that was a little happiness. And Skansen's apparently still open. So you can go there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they, they don't have many people coming right now. I Probably a lot of people assume they're closed. I would think that if you really want to get out, at least that's all outdoors. So it seems fairly safe. And then you can go and look at the little bear cubs. But how are you coping with all of the virus and stuff? And is your family doing fine? Yeah, I think um, so. They're under full lockdown, like UK style, because they're in Northern Ireland. And I think they're coping okay. Yeah, everyone seems to be in pretty good spirits. For me, I'm pretty fine. I think the, the only thing I really miss is going to the pub with my friends. It's fine working from home. I, I do miss the office and stuff. But what I what I miss the most is having a good little vent over a pint of beer. That's probably a bit a very British trait, I guess. <laughs> I think it's a great one. Yeah, that, it's the same for me. I really miss, I know we have video and email and, and phone calls, but I just really miss being with people in person. And yeah, going out for a drink or going out to eat or just doing something. It's um, very depressing. It's just not the same. It's not. It's not. And I, I miss giving people a hug and yeah making eye contact and all that sort of thing but I, I feel like Sweden's strategy seems to be pretty okay I've been reading a bit about it and I don't know I, I feel I, I feel pretty hopeful that we're we're gonna get some normal life back at some point soon well thank you so much for being on and can you say the name of your album again on Spotify or you on Spotify <laughs> Yeah, so the my artist name is Liv Murder and it's spelled L I V a Norwegian E D R uh, and the album the new album is called Wasteland. Yeah.